Welcome to the St George's Leeds Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the talk. Good morning, everyone. In case you haven't met me before, my name is Eve. I'm the clergy lead here at St George's and part of the team. Uh, And it's wonderful to be speaking to you uh, today on our Gift Sunday, part of our uh, vision season. Uh, So we heard last week from Lizzie about our vision. And if you've been here as part of St. George's for a little while, you probably know it. Our vision is, and you can join me if you like, to preach Jesus, make disciples, serve the city, and send out leaders. And we look to do this in a number of ways, through our gathered worship, our weekly ministries, our small groups, the support of our mission partners, and through resourcing church planting. And we particularly have been recognizing the exciting things happening amongst our children and young people, and we've sensed a renewed call to seek the presence of God in prayer. In this vision, we are rooted in our unity in the gospel of Jesus, the things of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and he was raised on the third day. This is the Jesus that we preach. And we were encouraged by Lizzie through that verse in 1 Corinthians 15 to stand firm, let nothing move you giving ourselves fully to the work of the Lord because our labor is not in vain. So if you haven't heard that vision talk or you're new to us at St. George's, I encourage you to listen to that online. And St. George's vision, we acknowledge, is a big one. And big vision costs money. It needs prayer and serving. And I want to say Thank you again to all of those who do pray and serve and give. Everyone has a part to play in this vision, and there is always more room for people to join in. And if you're new with us today, a huge welcome to St. George's. Please feel able to listen in on this, our vision and our response, with no pressure to give today. But if you are part of St. George's, uh, listen in and listen up. And as I've prayed about this gift talk, I've been reminded of the Exodus story, and we heard some of that in our reading. God's people were rescued from oppression in Egypt, led by Moses in the Old Testament, beginning the fulfillment of the covenant promise of God to Abraham that his descendants would not only live in the promised land, but would become a great nation of blessing to the world. The Exodus is a defining story for us as God's people, one that helps us understand the freedom that God has won for us in Jesus. And during the middle portion of Exodus, God's people are wandering in the desert. They've left Egypt and they are wandering in the wilderness. And Yahweh, God, gives miraculous provision for his people. Bread from heaven, water in the dry desert, his law and his presence in forms of cloud and fire. Yahweh is the generous provider who dwells with his people. 
Later, Moses is tasked with building a tabernacle, a moving dwelling place for the very presence of Yahweh to dwell with God's people. In the tabernacle would be everything they would need for their worshipping lives, whilst on the move with God. But this needed resourcing, organising, work, wisdom, skill and generosity. And that's where that first part of our reading we heard comes in. God saying to Moses, tell the Israelites to bring me an offering. Receive from everyone whose heart prompts them to give. I will dwell with them in the sanctuary. And we saw all the different resources and gifts, costly things that were brought by the people. And after several more chapters of detailed instructions, we see that in fact God's people were so generous that those working on the tabernacle had to report back. The vision that God had given was resourced by God's people. They are bringing more than enough. And twice we read in that passage, more than enough was given for the work that the Lord had commanded to be done. Amazing. Now, you might have guessed that I am not going to come to you this morning and say, please don't pray anymore. Please don't serve anymore. Please don't give anymore because we've actually got more than enough. And I'm not going to say that this morning. But there are a few things I've noticed in this passage that have inspired me for this uh, gift day that I hope will leave us with the hope and conviction that there is amongst us more than enough for the work that God has commanded us to do in our vision. And that's because our vision is more than some of the things that those Israelites were thinking about as they built the tabernacle. Firstly, our vision is about more than Sundays. We're seeking to resource much more than just our gathered worship times. We've heard about that already this morning. In the example that we read about, God's people are offering resources to enable the daily and weekly worship of Yahweh in the tabernacle. Their communal worship times involving sacrifices and priests, Essentially, what might be thought about as our Sunday gathering. But our offering of worship to Jesus today is, as Paul says to the Romans, offering ourselves as living sacrifices, our whole lives, Monday to Sunday. And our offering of prayer and serving and giving resources much more than just what we do together on a Sunday. But of course, not less than what we do on a Sunday. Our gathered times are significant. And as we've said previously, there are many serving roles and teams that enable us to worship and learn together each week, to welcome new people, to hear from God's word, to pray together across all ages. And there is still need for resourcing our gathered worship life as a church And in our gathered times, we give worship and praise to God, and we're also blessed to then take that out into the world. So the welcoming, the stewarding, the teas and coffees, all of that stuff helps us be resourced for the rest of the week. So we gather on Sundays, but our vision is more than Sundays. It's our midweek ministries, our small groups, 
the parts of our vision and activities that not many people see, and being equipped to live out our faith at work, in our communities, at home, in our schools, online. Secondly, our vision is about more than stuff. In our reading, God's people are collecting resources to build and decorate and to fit out a carefully designed building, well, a movable building, and the equipment and the garments that the priests will use for worship. Our vision at St. George's is about more than maintaining buildings and stuff. It's about growing disciples, walking, talking tabernacles of the Holy Spirit, who bring the presence of God wherever they are. And of course, as I've said before, it's not less than our buildings and our equipment. We steward our finances carefully to maintain what we have for many generations to come. The stuff of church life, as you will know, is practical and material as well as spiritual. And we are so grateful to those who help us steward our material resources with faith, with responsibility, with care. It means that our vision can focus on equipping and discipling people to follow Jesus wherever they've come from and wherever they go. It also means that we are able to employ fantastic people in our staff team. Not so that they do all of the ministry, but people who can lead and equip others in many areas of ministries that are resourced for growth in numbers and in spiritual depth. People who can support congregation members in all that God is calling them to and in the highs and lows of life. Our ministries and mission partners also reach and serve people that we, as individuals, might not be able to, but as a church, we feel called to, and together we can do that. Moses needed Bezalel and Aholiab to fulfill the vision God gave him. And we need every person with their skills and gifts and heart to fulfill the vision God has given us. So our vision is more than stuff. It's about people. And my third more than is that our vision is about more than St. George's. In our reading, the vision is primarily to establish the worshipping life of God's people in the desert. And while the tabernacle was mobile, God's presence would remain within the community. Our vision is about more than St. George's. As we continue to explore our identity in being a designated resource church in the Diocese of Leeds, we continue to resource church planting, seeing areas of Leeds renewed by the local church. Not carbon copies of St. George's, but creative, contextual planting with planting curates like Julia and Hannah. And we also resource lay church planting, training interns. We partner with St. Augustine's Rangthorn, Church at High Park Corner, Holy Trinity Lane. We sow into our local and international mission partners. And when you give to St. George's, you also give to our mission partners. 
And as I've said with my other points, our vision is about more than St. George's, but it is not less than. As someone called to stay rather than be sent out like Hannah or those who discern that it's right to go with a planting team, I know that for many of us, St. George's is and will be our church. And our vision takes seriously the need to keep the heart of our church beating, fueled by the Holy Spirit, offering radical welcome to all and growing radical holiness. I think we're experiencing renewal of that if our vision prayer and worship night on Tuesday was anything to go by. It felt like a refreshing, a renewing of the heart of our church. We're called to be people of prayer and God's presence. And if you need reminding of that, our rhythm series, sermon series at the beginning of this year might help you do that practically. So our vision is for St. George's, but it's also more than St. George's. So what is our response? In response to God's vision and call in Exodus, the people prayed, served, and gave to the work God had commanded them to do. And today we're invited to pray and serve and give financially to all that God has invited St. George's to do, fulfilling our vision. And we can do, uh, some of us can do some of the responses on our gift card, And others, many of us, can do all of them. That will be my response today. And we value every person's response to the vision. Christians have often thought about giving financially as proportional to their means, some with the idea of a tenth or a tithe, others with a different proportion. We also know that there are some in our community like some of those Farsi brothers and sisters who are seeking asylum, whose support will be 40 pounds and 85 pence a week. And I want to say that if that's you or you are unwaged, please don't feel pressured to give financially. We see all of the ways that you pray and that you serve. And you bless us with your presence. And so we want to bless you. Jesus, in Luke 21, when he saw a poor widow give a relatively small amount of her, um, of, in her time to her Jewish temple worship, said that she had given more than those with greater wealth. He saw the heart and devotion of what she had offered, and it was more than enough. But many of us are not in her position, or the position of our Farsi brothers and sisters or others that we might know. And so we can carefully and prayerfully consider what might be our response today. So as we pray and serve and give, where is our money going? And this is where the squash comes in, guys. Um, And I'm going to invite our wonderful faithful treasurer, Keith, up. Give Keith a round of applause. He's a wonderful man. And uh, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, Keith, as you do. Um, if it helps and you're a bit visual, we're going to put this on the screen now, uh, and uh, you can be able to see what is, uh, what is coming. There we go. If this helps you a little bit, um, but let's listen to Keith as he shares. So, Keith, um, how does our money work? That's a classic. Yeah, you're on. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, I mean, that's a big question, um, but we'll, we'll illustrate it by the juice. So we'll, we'll concentrate on the operating budget. So, and, and that will be the orange juice. Um, so the operating budget, you can think of it like a current account, so day-to-day -day, uh, income and expenditure. And from the vision card that you've got, you'll see that we've got about £800,000 of costs, uh, various the, things about how we on spend. On your vision leaflet, that is, on the back, on your pie charts, yeah. On how we spend things. Yeah. So there's lots of detail on there. Um, but then there's a variety of ways that obviously that's funded with the income comes in, but the, the, most of the income comes from all of us. So it's congregational giving that comes in. I'm going to put some congregational giving in. Go ahead. Wonderful. And this is where, when I mentioned about amounts and different things, um, whether that's a one-off gift, whether that's regular giving, mm -hmm. whether people think that's big to them or little to them, actually all of it makes a really big difference. And I think f regular giving helps us plan, doesn't it, as well, Keith? Helps you it, and others it, plan. It, it's very helpful to know where that, where that money's coming from. But as Eva sort of said, you know, big or small, you know, we've all got a part to play uh, in putting that in. And everything that you give is significant. But as well as uh, our income and our expenditure, you will have seen from the chart and seen on the jug, there is a gap uh, between the, the current year. That's the funding gap. And that is £129,000 of a gap, which we're looking to fill so that we can we can actually continue to do what we think God is calling us as a, as a church in terms of our vision. So that's what, that's what we need to, as a congregation, as a church, look to fulfill, to actually get there. But we do also have reserves. These are the red juice. So we do have quite a lot of reserves. And in fact we've got about 85% of the operating budget in reserves. Wow. So that, so that sounds like a lot. It sounds like a huge amount uh, to get there. But, but we can't spend all of those reserves by filling that gap. So if, yeah, so if, if what, what does this go into? And is there stuff we can't spend, stuff we can spend... So why couldn't I just put a little bit over here? Would that not be wise? Well, there, there, are, there are things that this, these reserves are designated for. Okay. And I'll go through those. So there are things that are restricted funds. So there are things that people have given to that we have to spend on that particular thing. So one example is the financial support fund that people gave to, and we can only spend it on those things. So we can't spend that piece. Then the next part of this is that as a church and a charity, we have to have what's called emergency funds. So these are funds that are there just in case to manage through a difficult situation. Now, we hope that never happens, but again, it's 
good financial planning, good stewardship to have those in place. So we've allocated some for that. And then the next group of, of funds that we've got is what we call the repair and renewal fund. So, Eve, that's some of the stuff you were talking yeah, about, yeah. the building stuff. So we've got those reserves set aside specifically, and you'll, you'll not be surprised to know that there's a big spreadsheet with lots of things that allocate to those. And those are things like upkeep of the intern houses, uh, things to do with the church centre, so the equipment in the church centre, uh, also the church. So we've recently just installed a new boiler. So that isn't coming out of the operating budget, it's coming out of the reserves so that we can leave the operating budget to fulfill our mission. So we've got those designated, but obviously um, myself, the PCC, prayerfully consider how those get allocated. And obviously we want to fulfill what we're called to do, but also maintain what we've got as a resource for generations to come. Yeah. Then the last jar that we have here, the last pot of resources that we've got there for, for the reserves, relates to the Strategic Mission Fund. Now, we've set aside this fund um, to go towards uh, the church plant uh, in Bramley. So we've allocated some funds to that. So we're going to give those away. Now, those, <laughs> those are the ones we've allocated to Bramley. But as we've sort of heard, we're not going to stop there because we're expecting to plant out again in another few years. However, Eva's drunk it all. So we need to replenish that uh, strategic mission fund. So these are designated. It sounds a lot, but they are allocated to things. And we do have an empty jar, which we need to fill. So that feels like a lot of people put in a lot of time and prayer and care into our finances. And thank you to all of those on the Treasury team, PCC and Keith and others, informed by our ministry staff and those leading ministries. What would your prayer be for us, the church, as we head into uh, today? So I think this looks like a lot of money. So I think it's, it's having faith for the vision. Um, the, the approach that I take, and obviously the Treasury team and the PCC take, is look at what God is calling us to. And it is a big vision um, that, that we would be able to uh, prayerfully and carefully sort of allocate our resources uh, to where we're needing to get to. Yeah. So having faith in that vision yeah. and catching hold of that vision as well. And as Eva sort of said, it's a big vision and it needs resourcing. Thank you. And can we give Keith a huge thank you for all that he does in his serving as well? And finally, I'm just going to invite uh, Shirley and Stephen, members of our congregation, as we think about our response 
uh, to share um, what's inspired them in giving to the vision of St. George's. Uh, so Stephen, firstly, what has been um, maybe a Bible verse that's been an encouragement or a, a challenge to you as you think about giving? Okay, so I've got a verse here. It's, it's spoken to me. I'm not sure if it speaks to you. Um, it's a couple of verses. I'll just read out. So it's from Haggai chapter 1. It's, I'll start at verse um, 4. It says, Is it time for you yourself to be living in your paneled houses while you, this house remains a ruin? Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You've planted much but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. You earn wages, only to put them in a purse with holes in it. And this is what the old Lord Almighty says. It is careful thought to your ways. Go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house so that I might take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. So there's a couple of things I'd, that I guess challenge me here. And a bit of a context Haggai's talking to people um, who'd volunteered to come back and build the temple so that they'd been in captivity and God had made a way for them to be released and go back. So these were good people. These were the people who'd volunteered to go back and give their time and resources to build the temple, but they'd faced some opposition and at some point they'd stopped building the temple and then started concentrating on their own houses, as it were. So, and... If we think as myself as a Christian, you know, I've been set free like they've been set free as a Christian from death and sin. And you can start well on your journey in serving God, but somehow life and distractions, can, you can get distracted from remembering, remembering what God has done for you and the, the love that you have for, the, for God who's yeah. done this thing for you. Thank you. Another thing is... The bit where they talk about, you know, you eat but you never have enough and you drink but you never have a fill. Sometimes we can, I guess, I feel, sometimes building your own kingdom as opposed to God's kingdom can somehow seem dissatisfying, not, not mm. satisfy you. Thank you. And then the final... in a minute. So. Sorry. And then <laughs> the final thing is sometimes we can see giving to God as maybe like Christian taxes. That would be the worst way to think about it. Or... You know, I'm paying for a service that I'm receiving, but the real reason we give to God, it says, it's to build my house, or is it that, that I might be honored and that I might have find pleasure in it? And that's why we give, to, to, to give God pleasure and, and to yeah. honor him. And then Thank just you. one final Annie, well, we thing. Need to, we need to so, respond, otherwise we're going to be able to respond. Is, um, uh, <laughs> these people, they did go on and they built, rebuilt the temple, and imagine the relationship they have with God when they go to the temple and that they've, they've been a part of building. They haven't just been someone who's been a part of the kingdom, they're the person who yeah. built, built the kingdom. Thank you. So sharing into that challenge of giving and not just building your own, your own kingdom but God's and then being part of that vision as you know you've given to it. Amazing. <laughs> Shirley, um, and why do you give to St. George's? What's your kind of inspiration for that? I think it's because I believe in the vision that God has given St. George's is quite, it's basically what the Bible says. So I can't, you know, preach the gospel, make disciples, uh, serve the city, and send out leaders. And for me, 
that extra bit about serving the city and sending out leaders mm. that shows generosity as well. We're giving mm. as well a part of God's calling for this church. So mm. I just want to be able to support that. Um, and it's what, you know, if you think about the New Testament, if you read it, that's what the early church did. You know, they enabled the disciples to do what God had called them to do and in practical ways. And mm. one of those things was giving, mm. giving time, giving their houses, giving food, give, you know, and giving resources. So mm. that's why I give to St. George. That's why we give to St. George. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for sharing with us. Sometimes it's good to talk that through with uh, those that you might give with or in your small groups as well. What has inspired you? What are the verses? What's shaped your response to praying and serving and giving? Thank you for listening to the St. George's Lead Sermon Podcast. For more talks or information, visit stgs.org.uk.